Hi everyone, I'm Wokie Wabweza from WokieWabweza.com and this is Courageous Communication and Relationships and the Unique Challenges Faced by Breadwinning Women. I'm very happy to be here and, and provide you with this three-part training series for 40% and Rising. Over the course of three videos, we're gonna cover several things. First, we're gonna talk about why and how we struggle to communicate in relationships, and particularly in relationships involving breadwinning women. We're gonna also talk about redefining conflict and some simple frameworks for communicating and negotiating in our relationships to get our needs met and to overcome tension and hardship in those relationships. And finally, there will be an opportunity to ask questions and answers throughout this month. And um, if anything comes up, if you have questions, concerns, very specific um, situations that you think would be worthwhile discussing, feel free to share them and we will support you around getting your needs met. So before we get started, I want to just tell you all a little bit about who I am and how it is that I've come to provide you with this, this content today. It is my mission that no woman falls short of her potential for success because her voice has been quieted, and that is my hope for you. My work in this world is helping women really on the power of their voices and to step into expressing themselves from a place of embodied and centered power. Over the last 20 years, I've worked with over 3,000 people to help them to communicate with impact. And um, this is something I'm extremely passionate about. I have the experience of being very shy as a child growing up um, in a, a culture where women weren't necessarily fully expressed and working over the years and seeing women when they're in places of conflict, when they are distressed, when they don't feel like they are in a power position. I've seen so many women shrink away from their opportunities and shrink away from the spotlight and shrink away from conversations that they needed to have in order to get their needs met. And so, as I said, my work is really to help women own their voices from a place of confidence. And I hope that what I share with you over these videos helps for you to move in that direction in your life. So why this matters and the myth we believe. I always start every webinar that I do with, with this question because I think in any, any context we have to ask these questions. And so Elizabeth and I have talked quite a bit about breadwinning women and how challenging this is. And both of us have the experience of being the breadwinners in our families and as mothers. And so this is, a, this is a, uh, an experience that's near and dear to my heart and one where I understand the struggles very deeply. And so I just want to start with talking about why this matters and the myths that we believe um, so that we have a, a framework within which we're all working and, and that we understand the content that's gonna come later on. And so when we talk about breadwinning women, it's really interesting to me that we are a minority because you know we said that there's 40% of women who are breadwinners, um, but in married and partnered households, 
it's an even smaller percentage. And so many women who are breadwinners might be single mothers or divorced mothers or whatever the case might be. But the number of us that are actually managing a relationship with a partner is, is even smaller. And so there are obviously unique challenges and that's why we're here today. I wanna to just draw some distinctions and, and tell you some of the assumptions that I'm making so that we're all on the same page. The first is I think that there is a difference between earning more than your spouse versus earning all of the income for your family. And so here, I'm really talking to both scenarios, but understanding that there might be different pressures and tensions in both. The other thing is some of the things that I'm going to say are going to assume heterosexual relationships. And we'll talk about the dynamic between men and women. And so here again, that's an assumption. Not everyone will be in that situation. And, and all that I'm sharing is really applicable to any couple but I just want to say that up front in case that language is used so that we're on the same, um, the same page. And so when we first got together in February, we talked about a little about, about this, but I just want to do it again here and just mention that some of the issues that are underlying the tension that exists in these relationships include money and how money is difficult to discuss, how money is its actually one of the top reasons that couples end up splitting up. So money is a, is, a, is a challenging issue for most people. And when we're talking about a woman being a breadwinner, obviously money is central to that. And so what money means to a couple and to the individuals in that couple is a significant issue when we're talking about um, breadwinning women in relationships. And because of just the different tensions that exist, some of the issues that might be coming up in your relationships could relate to childcare, to housework, to the sexual relationship, to whether there's attraction or not, to how work is divided in the home, to resentment, to feelings of um, failure on the part of either parent or either person in the couple, um, if the couple does not have children. Um, infidelity is an issue that could come up. Power dynamics, who holds the power in a relationship when one makes the money and there might be um, some other uh, issues that lend themselves to different power dynamics in your relationships. And so there are lots and lots and lots of issues that come up for couples in the situation, again, where the woman is the breadwinner. And, and what I see happen in my experience with working with couples around conflict and with working as women um, as a coach is that for a lot of us, we find ourselves in a situation that we didn't necessarily choose, right? Something, something might have happened. Maybe a spouse lost a job or we thought, oh, it doesn't matter that I make more money. We'll work it out later. And so many of us don't come into our relationships really talking about what it means, what our expectations are, how our life lines up with our histories. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. But so many of us find ourselves in a situation without having chosen to be in that situation. The second is that for many couples, there isn't a lot of planning that happens. There isn't a lot that we've, that we've, um, that we've done ahead of time to really avoid the tension and the hardship and the stress that comes up in relationships where women are breadwinners, and especially after children 
enter the picture. And so that's another, another piece, right? Another thing that I see going wrong that might be leading to some of this tension and stress in relationships. Um, a third is that for many women who make more money or make the money in their relationships, there can be a sense of shame around that, feeling that maybe they're doing too much or their, their spouse isn't doing enough. And that shame leads to, in many ways, isolation. In many ways, it leads us to hold in um, what we're dealing with and not have a place to go to release the stress and the charge of our relationships. And likewise, for the men involved, and here again, assuming heterosexual couples, they also may have a sense of shame for not being breadwinners. And so they don't necessarily have a place to go and work through their issues. And so for couples in this situation, there's a lot of isolation and not a lot of outlet and support for dealing specifically with the issues. And so obviously you're here in 40% and rising, which is a source of support, but your spouse might not have the same, your partner might ha not have the same. And maybe for you, you're already at a point of stress that you're working your way back from because of all of the years or, or a period of time that you've gone without really expressing and releasing stress. And finally, and we talked about this in February, but I just want to say it again here, we really are pioneers for women to step into the position of being breadwinner in families is, is something that we haven't necessarily seen in these numbers before us. And so when we look at the generations of women before us, women who supported feminism, and maybe the women in our lives didn't, right? Maybe they had more traditional patriarchal relationships, right? But for many of us, there isn't a role model. There isn't somebody we can look at and say, oh, that's how it's done. That's what I should expect. What I'm feeling is normal or abnormal. And so, so many of us are flying blind and just dealing with the stress and the tension as it comes up without a map to know exactly what to do, how we should feel, how we should handle how we should feel, and really managing our relationships effectively. And so I hope that the content that we're going to talk about is going to help you to, number one, have some context for your feelings. Number two, have some context for your partner's feelings. And then finally, have some frameworks to actually address the issues that you're facing effectively in advance of any conflict and once you are actually in a situation where you feel as though you're in a conflict situation with your partner. And so before we go to the second video, I want to just spend a little time having you think about your story. And I do this with every single workshop that I do on any type of communication, because in every situation that we come into, we bring our story, we bring our values, we bring our worldview, we bring our experience, we bring our expectations, we bring our trauma. And so what I want you to do before we go to the second video, and the second video is going to be about thinking about conflict and just how to communicate on a very basic level with anyone, right? Before we even go to that step, I want you to just stop and reflect a little bit on your story.
And, you know, some of the things that you can think about are what role models did you have in your life around what a family looks like, what a couple looks like, what the roles of um, a man and a woman, a provider and a nurturer were in the families that you saw around you growing up. I also want you to think about your partner in the same way. And can you see where they might be coming from in terms of what their expectations are for your relationship? That's number one. And so the number one is really understanding your worldview. Number two, what we're talking about here is communication. And so I want you to also think about your relationship to your voice. How do you respond when you're in a tense situation? How do you respond when you're uncomfortable? How do you respond when you feel taken advantage of or that your needs are not getting met or that you have the advantage and the power? How would other people describe you as a communicator, especially in tense situations? Because before we can even begin to communicate effectively, we have to understand who we are as communicators. And so think about what triggers you. Are you triggered by aggression, by bullying, by dishonesty, by people not showing up, by laziness, right? What are the things that are just going to trigger you in any dialogue with somebody around something that's tense? And I want you to think about how you actually respond. Do you retreat? Do you become quiet? Do you stumble over your words? Do you avoid? Do you become aggressive? Do you become uncompromising? Do you lash out? Do you retaliate? Do you run? Do you chase, right? And so for all of us, there are levels of response. But as you're thinking about your relationship and the tension in your relationship, I want you to also think about you and your relationship to your own voice. Because the way you respond is going to come up in all that we're going to talk about next. And so it's important for you to honestly review yourself because all of that is going to come into play in any negotiation. And so we have to learn to self-manage and learn to understand why and how people might respond and how and why we respond to others when we are communicating. So, Again, if any questions come up, please let Elizabeth know, please let me know so that we can support you. And next up is part two. We're gonna talk about conflict and communication.